and thou shalt be saved. Howdy, howdy. What is welcome. happening? Welcome to Aletheia Radio, the only place where you could look at these two mugs every week and find out what's going on in the world and what God says about it. I am your host, Caesar Santos. What's up, people? Sean. Howdy. That's it. Just Sean. Hey, what's up? <laughs> My name is Sean. Sean. Yeah. So get ready. We have an interesting week. We have hurricanes. We have exploding pipelines. And a good word today on commitment. Commitment. And what that actually means. Yeah, man. It's going to be a good, good show. Time. Yeah. Thanks and for joining us, people. Yes, yes, yes. If Joe, you are. what's up? What's up, Joe? Joe, what's happening, Joe? Yeah, so uh, we got some stuff going on. How was your week? I was exhausted this week. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I just felt like I hit a wall. Yeah, I feel like... Just drained. I don't know what it was. I still eat- temperature change, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you might be right. I was in the hospital last week, so it's like all kinds of things happen. Yeah. Your body just starts acting weird. Yeah. After 40. I think it's because the sun is getting further away from the earth. It could be, too. It could be that dang global warming. <laughs> let's get rid of all the power. That's it. Let's just let's go back to, let's go back to the stones and trees yeah. and animal skins. Wrapping our loins. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So what is going note. on? So Florida, man. Florida's yeah. getting... Oh. They're getting pounded. Pounded right now. Yeah, that storm surge from this Ian is is incredible. Yeah, Hurricane Ian hit the West Coast today. Almost a Category 5 at that. And uh, it's it's just, there's tornadoes on the opposite side of Florida. Actually, I think there's tornadoes like all over. It has. Yeah. We haven't seen a storm this bad in a while. I mean, the I mean it's not even that, that it's, it's it, there's, there was other storms that are worse, but this one... Just the way it hit, the way it sped up, and the way it's pushing water into into Florida. I mean, the yeah. storm surge. They were saying that it was like 16 feet of storm surge, and it was hitting at high tide, so that added another two, three feet, and that's without like waves or anything like that. Yeah, and um, Fort Myers is like underwater up to the windows. I know that. Um, if you have family in Florida, just know we we pray for them. Um, it's yeah. really, uh, it's it, it's really unfortunate what's gonna, because uh, we don't know what's gonna what it's gonna look like. After. The good part is, I mean, you got really good leadership there with DeSantis, and and he he's been preparing for this, and now things seem to be turned around where there's a lot of other support coming his way. So, you know, yeah, um, it's, it's interesting how the media originally tried to like get him. They try to like attack him on it. Like, yeah, it's like it's a, it's, it's like a, just it's a, nothing's a, even happened yet. It's a natural disaster. We like. like you know, and not to mention, he's pretty well prepared. Like, he's no, got, he's. A, I mean, if any any state would be prepared for it, it's it's definitely Florida. You yeah, know? not New York. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, we even Louisiana them. and um, there was other states that came and said, you know, we're going to send everyone we got for you, you know, and help you out, you know. Yeah, appreciate it. And they and he's already they're already there. Like, yeah, everybody's on standby and ready. So that's a good thing. Yep. Shout outs to. Uh, Florida's governing authorities. Yeah, doing a good yeah. job. Yeah, definitely doing a good job. And then, uh, and then, what else do we have going on? We've had a massive uh, disruption in the twenty percent of the fuel that has been 
being pushed over to Germany through that pipeline. Nord, the water, uh, right? What is it? Um, Nord, Nord Stream? Nord Stream 2, yeah. Nord Stream? Yeah, so that's, um, so that, uh, I got a little article from the Washington Post here. It says, European leaders blame Russian sabotage after Nord Stream explodes. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds weird. Now the big conspiracy theories are going to... And what will it be? What will it be? Is it Russia? Is it Germany? Is it <laughs> is it the Chileans? The world may never know. No, so it says uh, from Berlin, European leaders say today, say Tuesday, they believe dual explosions that damaged pipelines built to carry Russian natural gas to Europe were deliberate. And some official blamed the Kremlin, suggesting the blasts were intended as a threat to the continent. Okay, yeah. so, 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 um, this pipeline brings fuel to Europe, predominantly uh, Germany, I believe. They were originally trying to like not give them as much fuel. Um, Europe in general, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was at twenty percent. It wasn't really flowing. They weren't really giving. Uh, well, Germany, I know, shut down um, their nuclear power plants, and they shut them down. They can't get them back up and running. So I think because they wanted to go th this green route and now they're reduced to burning coal to, yeah. to create energy. Well, that's not very green. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, it's the way it goes, man. Yeah. And you know, it's really crazy. Um, didn't our president say that he would shut it down if they invaded Ukraine a while yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you see, things just get ugly. I mean, I'm so glad my dependence is on God and not on the leaders of our world because I don't, I really couldn't. It's it's just, it's it's so, it's so backwards the way, uh, the way you find a lot of the, the world leaders think in regards to what's best for the people. That is a leader's role, right? Yeah. To do what's best for the people. Yep. And uh, it's just so backwards. Like, it, it makes you wonder how they got there. Well, I'll tell you how they got there. Just like sin, gradually. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. right. So, so now, um, so they're saying that the damage did not have an immediate impact on Europe's energy supplies. Russia cut off flows earlier this month, and European countries had scrambled up and built stockpiles to secure the alternative energy sources before that. Coal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the pair of explosions Monday produced leaks in all three of the underwater Nord Stream pipelines that connect Russia and Germany. So obviously, that's not something that just happened. It was tactical. Somebody did this. Yeah. Which is pretty terrible that we have just like fuel just spilling into the water, thinning it out, killing the wildlife. Like, listen, that, I really hope we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> You know, I'm not saying we as no. everybody, in the, you know, but. Who knows? I mean, it, it could have it been anybody, actually. Yeah. Could have been your neighbor. Could have been you. Could have been you watching <laughs> this show right now. Yeah. Oh, that's so ugly. So, all right. So let's, I think we should just like jump into it because jump it's like somber it. news. Yeah. Well, some good good thing I could tell you. There's some good things that happened. The new um, Italian leadership. Yes. In. What's her name? Uh, I Georgia Maloney. Yeah. Yeah. She's Georgia good. Maloney. She's amazing. If you guys ever just, 
we can't do it here because she speaks a lot of Italian. So you and can't, we don't have, we don't have subtitles. subtitles and stuff. Well, we, we got but, a way to do it. We just, yeah, we, we're just looking for a producer. If anyone yeah. knows. So, uh, but she had a couple of other, she, you know, one of her speeches on her victory, you know, and things like that. But she, she's amazing. She's an amazing yeah. Christian woman too. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Her, her main area of the conversation was in the, the identity politics that are, that are played. Now, I'm not saying that it's coming from one side. Identity politics are played on both sides. Yeah. But um but I, it's nice to see when people aren't going for it. What she wants to do for Italy is reestablish certain truths, um certain God-given truths. Uh what she said was um she says nowadays they want you to uh identify as a group. They want you to identify um as anything but what you are and know you are. She says, I can't say that I'm a Christian. She's like, I can't say that I'm a woman. I can't say that I'm a mother. She goes, no, no. That, she's actually, she's actually like, am. it's an attack on identity. Actually yes. what it is, is because you, you have to, you know, uh, beat around the bush, so to speak, around what identity is rather than saying, Hey, I'm a, 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 a strong doing it in order. She's like, I'm a God fearing mother yeah. that cares about her community <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah like and it, and it's good because yeah. it's nice to see leadership that's genuine yeah you know like that's not scripted she wasn't reading that no and battling the teleprompter <laughs> i mean she was genuinely just saying what the truth was you know i'm and a god-fearing ice cream monster yeah like i'm a god-fearing cheeseburger destroyer <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that'd have been me, but but no, she went in there and she did. Um, and people respond to truth. People respond to that level of uh, transparency when uh, when you don't really care what people think because you stand for something that's true. Yeah, you know, uh, people don't people don't genuinely respond well to written speeches that really go off course or or anything that seems. What's the word I'm looking for? Pre. Meditated, premeditated. Thank you. That's yeah, blank. Yeah, it was almost like when you listen to her speech, it was spirit driven. Yeah, it was, and it you was know what honest. I mean? Honest. Yeah, and you can't yeah. you can't fake that. I I I wonder if she's going to come here and run. <laughs> yeah, nice. right. Now. Yeah, it, it, Italy needs it because I mean, yeah, they, yeah when lot. when they went through the pandemic, I mean, they were. They were shut down so hard. I mean, it destroyed them almost, you know? Yeah, it really did. Their economy suffered tremendously for it. And now you have somebody who is who is trying to uh, take the obvious truths, yeah. put them out in, uh, in the you front. You have somebody that's willing to make the commitment. Yes, that she's committing to what she's doing. doing and, that's, yeah. and that's what we're talking about That's what we're talking about tonight. about tonight is commitment. Commitment. To commit or not to commit? That is the question. That is the question. All right. I was about to get into some Shakespeare, but it was Romeo and Juliet, so it's kind of... Yeah, really, no, that's, yeah. I was going to start going off, but that's not... But yeah, so, so it, commitment, we're talking about commitment, and interesting, because I did, you know, of course I always do, you know, word studies on things and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but if you really look, I mean, a lot of the word commit, in especially the Old Testament, even the New Testament, has to deal with also sin, because... You know, even the definition of commitment is is or to commit is to to personally make that decision to engage in this no matter what. And 
in the Bible, you see that a lot where it's like commit adultery. Yeah. Commit X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a commitment. You're personally making that commitment to, to do that where the gospel says to, to make the commitment to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you know, to give yourself totally over to that. Yeah, and, and and that's the interesting word. A lot of times we we look at that word commitment and we automatically think of relationships. You know, secondary to that is usually we think of goals, but we never look at it in the respects of what we commit to that's negative because it doesn't seem like we're committing to it because it's so easy, easy to, commit to, to, yeah. to commit to those and, things. And I, and I was looking through it. I'm like, and if you look, it's just like, it, it, every word is commit this, commit that, and you're committing to a sin or or wrongdoing or something. But interesting, what you said is we don't look at it, but it is a relationship because according to the the, the Bible, it committing to something like that, you're actually are in, engaging in a relationship, whether it's <laughs> an idol, yeah, it's an <laughs> idol, yeah. or it's 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 you know the sin that you're you're entering a relationship with yeah and if you look at it in that context um an effortless relationship kind of really isn't a relationship yeah because a relationship i'm not saying your relationship has to be suffrage i'm just saying your relationship there should there is going to be moments of suffering in that and usually when you commit to uh to certain areas of sin there's not much suffering in the sinning. There's only suffering without it. Yeah. You know, what you perceive as suffering, but that's not actual, actually what it is. The suffering that you're feeling is, um, is your, is your detachment from God. And you can't, and you can't connect the two because you're so immersed in sin that you think it actually has something to do with you being away from your sin, but it actually has to do with you being away from God. Right. So, well, there's a couple of different areas, so we'll we'll talk about those areas. We'll talk about um, just what commitment is in general. We'll talk about our commitment to God primarily. We'll talk about our commitment to relationships, our commitment to our goals, where we fall short, why we fall short, how short am I? And and a, a good way to think about it too, because I read one of the definitions of it is to engage or uh, be in an obligation that restricts you from uh, freedom of action. So it's something also yeah. that when you commit to something, it's preventing you from doing other things. Freedom of action. I like that. Yeah. I like that because the Bible says that uh, we're a slave to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so, that kind of makes sense. So, so making that commitment in that, whether you commit it to sin or you commit it to Christ, you're, it's preventing you from Christ or Christ is preventing you from sin. Exactly. And can you imagine like, and, and we do, our whole thing is to, is to model Christ but to look at that in that respect, like, how are we modeling? I, I, like, we don't suffer like he did for us. We don't suffer like yeah. that for him. We suffer in areas uh, to certain extents. I'd say everybody does. I'm not going to say that we don't suffer or minimize anyone's suffering. But that's one thing that uh, Sean and I were talking about uh, before we started tonight is that commitment is not normally attached to suffering, but it is an absolute when it comes yeah. to committing to anything. You have to commit to a certain level of suffering. We were talking about whether it's ministry work, um, whether it's your career. You have to come to an understanding that 
your level of commitment is only as great as your understanding of suffering. Yeah, it's kind of like being a parent, you know? Yeah. Your commitment to that is going to then prevent you from doing some of the things that you would normally want to do, you know, you're going to ha- you make that commitment to your children or to to someone who you care for, you know? Yeah. And that commitment is um well, so let's talk about that area. That's a good area to start with. When you, you want to talk about suffering, let's talk about kids, all right? Yeah. No, um, uh, or somebody you care for, because there's people that commit themselves to their mother and father as they get older, and you know what? Like You're making a commitment to then now take care of your elderly father or mother, and, and it's taking you away from some of the things. Now, absolutely. does that... Th- that commitment, you know, re- that restriction of freedom then that you have, is that now preventing you from from walking, uh, you know, with Christ or walking as a Christian? You know? I just, th- I think, um, I think absolutely, um, it it can do that, uh, yeah. but it all depends on your perspective of what you your commitment is your, or your motivation like, to your, it and your motivation behind that commitment. Yeah. So your motivation to um to a newborn baby. You know, say, okay, I have a newborn baby. This child requires massive amounts of attention. So. Babies make everything happy. Well. well I love babies. They, I do. I, babies are awesome. But then but then you just give them back once they start crying. And then you're just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but babies, oh, babies will test your, your, um, babies will test your. Sleep. Your ability to. To know, sleep. sleep. <laughs> to sleep. <laughs> but they'll also test your ability to, uh to gauge what's sin in your life. And what I mean by that is if you're having a difficult time with a toddler, for example, because they get into everything, you don't have time for yourself. So you get frustrated and you get angry. You get angry as a direct result of that child taking you away from your sin. That sin could be that extra cup of coffee that I need because I didn't sleep. It's mine. I want that. Now, is drinking coffee sinful? No. But when it's but when things are prioritized, uh, wants over It's needs, actually the anger become, of not getting the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's sinful. That's sinful, exactly. You know? So, like, so, you know, so anger is a direct response to, well, why can't I have my sin sometimes? Yeah. And so that's an area of commitment that it's affected because you can't get those wants. And as Christians, we always say, like, it's not about me. Well, say that when you want a cup of coffee on an hour and a half of sleep. Yeah, that's why I like that kind of, it was interesting of this, this, uh, it was one of the uh, definitions is the engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Like, if you're making a commitment, you know, there's going to be certain things that you're going to have to give up. Yeah. Or, or, or not even just give up, but totally exclude from your life. Yeah, like marriage covers when you sleep. Yeah. They're gone. You will freeze yeah. the rest of your days. Or just be way too hot. Or just be you're way too cold. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. I, I and I'm a I sleep yeah. I sleep hot, so that's the worst. Luckily my wife like gives in to me sometimes. We'll have the fan going or something going on. And she she I said it to her the other night. It's like, you can bundle up, but I can't just I can't go anymore. There's nothing else I can strip <laughs> off of me. It's like, I'm there and I'm still sweating. I'm still sweating. You can keep bundling up. You don't understand. I just want to sleep. Your sleep has become sin. <laughs> yeah. You know? But like, uh, yeah, so like now, but now committing to those, um, to those uh, negotiations that you have to have. Like that's part of committing to your marriage is like, all right, I have to learn how to negotiate because if not, oh yeah, it will be a living hell. Yeah. 
You know, uh, I, you can't just say like, well, this is what I want. You have to give it to me. That's it. Boom. No, it's, no, it's never that simple. sacrifice. Yeah. This, when you make a commitment and uh, you're definitely, you have to know in every commitment, there's going to be some sort of sacrifice. Well, there should be, I mean, why yeah. not? You know, um, sacrifice is the foundation. And for, it's usually something that commitment. I want, like, you know, it's it, not a sacrifice where it's like, okay, I got to, this is, this has to go away. And it's like, no, it's something that I really wanted and I got to give that up. Yeah. And that's, and that's what sacrifice really is. Like a lot of times we like to frame sacrifice to fit our conversation. Like we'll say, yeah, I gave it up, but it was all worth worth it. Well, how hard was it to give up? Are you really giving up the things that you desperately want for someone else? That's not as easy as you'd like to imagine it is. There's a lot more work involved in that. Yeah. It takes some serious heart analyzation to do that, which is why reading the Bible actually is, is, is very good. There's no book on the face of the planet that's analyzed the human heart this way. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's certain things that, like, you may think somebody cares about you as just nagging and nagging, but, I mean, if they genuinely care about you, it's usually for your best interest. Like, hey, maybe it's not a great idea to have a half a gallon of ice cream before you go to bed. Yeah. Probably not the best move. I've, I've been there. I just want everyone to know that I'm being transparent now. But I don't do it anymore <laughs> because it's it's not the best thing for you. And then, uh, so goals now. So, like, when we're talking about, like, um, our goals in life. It has, it has everything to do with commitment. Because actually, I was just reading, yeah. so, uh, this was a quote from somebody. I don't know exactly who it was, but it says, to, you know, today, your life is the sum total of your previous commitments. Right? Yeah. Whatever you are today is because of the time you spent becoming what you were yesterday. Yeah. So you commit, say, uh, being a doctor, you committed to studying medicine, you know, um, no matter what you do is whatever you're committing today, it's something that it then becomes who you are tomorrow. Yeah. And, and there's those little practices that you pick up along the way that help you get there. Like, all right, I got to start writing things down because my memory is absolutely terrible or, um, well, let, let me be realistic first and foremost with the types of goals that I'm setting in my life, you know, and, and, you know, we love to say this all the time, like, oh, well, let me pray on it, but you can pray on it. But now are you looking for the answer after you pray on it? Right. That's a really, really important part of it. And I really didn't pay much attention to it. I'm like, well, I did my job. I prayed. Thanks very much. You know, but now when you, when you look for what God is saying after, it's something different. Well, that's also, I think prayer is one of uh, the main ingredients of being committed to the Lord, com being committed to God. Second um, Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Wow. It's like, let me see, let me see. Yeah. Them. Nope, not him. Nope, yeah, not right, him. <laughs> right. And the prayers that you give, you're giving up to God. You know, you're it is part of that commitment and showing your commitment to Him. You know, yeah, and to, and to understand the heart of God by reading Scripture and saying, "All right, well, what does God expect of me? How am I going to get a response from God?" Because it's not like you're going to get that audible voice on a regular basis. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. This is really good. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. When we set goals, we want wisdom to guide us. If we don't seek wisdom from God as we plan for our futures, we will run around like squirrels 
dodging from one place to the next without purpose. Yeah. Yeah, see, that shows you that you can't have commitment without obedience. Yeah, and that's the hardest part. We were talking about that um, before here. Like, uh, we were looking at it... um, in, in the context of, like, if you're in the jungle with a bunch of Marines and they tell you, shh, I guarantee you you're going to shut your mouth. Yeah. You're going to be very quiet. And you don't know why they're saying it, but you know that they're the pros. Yeah. And you know there's a consequence that comes from when you don't listen to people in that particular um, moment. If we took the same uh, attitude towards God, I think our perspective on this would be a lot easier. It's written, it's there, it's in front of you. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing he says that, that um, love the, when Jesus said, was tested, he said, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And he says to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He's saying to you um, that I expect to be first in your life. Yeah. Like, that has to be put here. And then that that commitment then trumps all other commitments in your life. As it should. Yeah. As it should, because that's the guiding factor. He actually says, like, what does he say? Um, I don't know which verse it is, but where he says that um, you can't uh, love me more than, you know, you have to love me more than your husband, your wife, your your mother, your father. You know, like. That was bizarre to me when I yeah, first like, heard that. Like the, the, if you can't love, if, if you're, that love is not there for me, you're not one of mine. Yeah, exactly. And, and. Yeah, you're not one of mine. Like, that's an interesting uh, thing to look at when you read that. But now, and that's, so So that should be the foundation of our relationships. I mean, when you get married um, as believers, one of the things that we, we really try to hone in on is the, um, is that you have to put God between the two of you every time. And I yeah. tell you, when I don't, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Because when I start getting all me, I'll forget about it. It's terrible. But that, but that's something that you have to do. Now, look at that in the respects of your career. Look at that in respects to your everyday interactions, and look at that. Um, just, just look at that in regards to how you respond to anything in life. Yeah, you can't commit to a conversation. You can't commit to a five-minute walk. You can't commit to going to Walmart without that. You really can't. There's, there's no good going to come from you if. Um, if you're not thinking how to properly respond through the lens of God, you know, because if I look at it through my lens, I get frustrated quick. Like when I'm like, if I'm in like a worship moment in my car and I'm driving and I'm really, really trying to like, if, or if I pray before something and somebody cuts me off, I'm like, I understand I've been there. But if I wake up in the morning and I didn't read or I didn't pray or I didn't even give thanks that morning or whatever, and I just get up and go, yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, are you serious? serious? Yeah, yeah, you're frustrated, real simple. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, oh, where did that come from? Right. Like, I know exactly where it came from. So let's dip into a little bit more of what the word says about commitment. Okay, so, oh, this is interesting. So now committing to the growth of your, your home, your family, whatever, this is really good. Isaiah 54, 2, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. Often when we set goals, we expect too much of ourselves and too little of God. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, because we're just like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make the money or I don't know if I'm going to do this. It's like, chill, relax. He's got it. And that's also um, not just commitment. It's that your faith, your trust in he's going to provide, you know, like, do you, are you committed to God so much that you can trust that he's got it? Yeah. Well, and so, but that's, that right there gets into the other half of this conversation, which is, you know, why do we fear commitment? Right. You know, we fear commitment because we don't trust God. I mean, and listen, for, for those that do it without having a belief in God, I don't know how you do it. I just had to look it up real quick. Uh, Luke fourteen twenty six, where he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Mm. I don't think he means to hate them. I think he, you no. just need to love me more yeah, than it, all it, of those things. Yeah, if you loved God as much as you're supposed to, it would look like hate how you hate, love everybody, love everybody else. else. Right. You right. Know? That's, uh, then he says, he says, then you cannot be one of mine. Yeah, and, and that's what it boils down to. And it's like, so you got to ask yourself. Is Man, it, do I fail at that a lot? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we all do. And I think, I think we got to really get our, our stuff straight. But honestly, that is what we're talking about right there. That is why we fear commitment. Yeah. We fear commitment because we feel the failure to commit to the job. Like, or, or, we, or, we or the, the, the fear of having to give something else up. Yeah. Or a million reasons. Well, I think that's one of the main things. Cause most of the time, like I don't want to commit to something that's going to take me away from doing X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah. Like, and, and that's what it boils down to because it's 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 all about me sometimes. Like, I came across three different situations this weekend where people were saying, nah, I just, I'll never get married. And listen, you don't have to get married. I'm not saying that anybody has to get married. But if you're miserable alone, you might want to consider it. Like, right. you got people that are alone that are miserable that are saying, I won't get married. Do, it's like, do you hear what that says? Yeah. You know, it's it's an obvious cry out because you don't mean it. You and and this is the problem. You care more what people think than what God thinks. So when you when you say to someone, "Oh, I'll never get married." Listen, some people don't have to get married. That's not everybody. But when people are alone and miserable, that might not be the whole story. Right. There's a lot more to it and um and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be loved and appreciated by another person. As a matter of fact, it's the one thing that'll help you get a grip on everything else if you have a proper definition of what love actually is. But I think the reason why people don't commit most of the time or, or want to even go down that route is because they don't have a proper definition of what love is because they borrow from the culture here and there of what they think it is. And by the time you mash it all together... None of it makes sense, and it makes it really difficult to navigate through a relationship because you're expecting the other person to learn from you. You're expecting the other person to to provide you with what you want without considering what they want Yeah, or, or the fact that you can't teach them anything. If you go to um, 1 Corinthians 7, um, he, he Paul speaks about the married life, but he also says something like you said now. He also speaks to the unmarried. He says... It is good for them to stay unmarried as I do, but if they cannot control themselves, then they should marry. Yeah. For it is better to marry uh, than to burn with passion. Yeah. You know, 
but but he also goes on to say like if if you're gonna be married then be committed to the lord you know yeah and so yeah because because you're gonna have to be committed to the lord in order to endure marriage marriage can get difficult at times and this is what and so now you have the two different dynamics of people you have the you have the one end of the group that says you know what i definitely am not good alone um i'm gonna get married and um and I'm going to focus on working on things with this partner, you know. And then um, you have the people that get married and they say, well, you know what? I, I don't feel, I feel there's more to it. And that's why the divorce rate climbs so much. And then you have, well, that, that's it too. I meant three. And then you have some people that fear marriage or relationships because they really are it's, bad at it. Or it's, or it's <laughs> an end all. Well, yeah, like first and foremost, Young men and women, if you are looking for to to court anyone, first off, learn how to take care of yourself. What is this court? What is this of? courting you speak of? <laughs> There's no such thing in courting in the new millennium. So, <laughs> learn how to take care of yourself. Like, yeah. learn how to manage yourself. Learn learn how learn proper hygiene. Learn all these things. Learn. I'm not saying learn how to dress to please other people, but keep yourself presentable. Yeah. You know, um, well, I talk to my kids about this and I say, you know, before you can actually um, really learn someone, because that's what a relationship is, even in, in, in Christ, you're learning about him. And as you learn about that person, the more you talk, the more you spend time with each other, you grow with each other. You do. Right? And you, you learn. Yeah. So, so before you do that with another person, do that with God and do that with yourself. Know who yeah. you are first. Yeah. Get the basics down from the man himself. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, like, like, think about that. That's like, oh, wow, man. Like, I, I want to play baseball, you know? But you've never played before. Yeah. And you're on the base, and that ball goes, and you're like, okay. Because you're standing on the base. Because you're standing on the base. You've never been taught <laughs> to get on the side, fool. No. So, so, like so, like, you're sitting there, and you're like, wow, this isn't what I thought it was. It never is. No. It never yeah. is. And and every relationship and every personality being different, there's so many uh, patterns that we fall into and we become slaves to. Like, you're dealing with somebody else's patterns as well. Like, there's so many complexities that are involved in these relationships. Hmm. So if you're going to get into a relationship with people, get to know them first. Trust me. Trust me. Get to know them first. Get to know their likes, their dislikes, their fears, the things that make them uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, if they expect you to do most of the cooking, um, that was a personal thing I threw in there. It's a joke between me and my wife. Um, but but all the things, all the little, um, the things that honestly is a privilege to learn about somebody can become a stumbling block to you if you're not clear about these things. You know, because those little privileges, like those little imperfections about people, those are privileges. If someone gets close enough to you to allow them to, uh, to allow you to see those imperfections, you know that, that in some way, shape, or form is telling you that they're committed to you. Mm -hmm. They're committed to your word when you said you're going to honor them and be there for them. But you have to be committed to them to be able to recognize that enough, and that's a really important part about it. I think one other important part is be willing to suffer. 
expected. Be, be willing to sacrifice. You know, when Jesus says that, you know, whoever bears his own cross doesn't come and doesn't come after me is not my disciple or one who can't hate his mother or father. You know, when he says these things, he's saying basically the bottom line is you, you, you can't you can't make that kind of commitment without being uh, my follower, my disciple. You know, it's the same thing in any relationship. If you're not willing to sacrifice for your wife or your children and and potentially suffer it, your own selfishness, the things that you might want, then then you can pretty much know that that that's not a full commitment to being a father or a mother or or or, or grandparent or whatever. Girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. yeah, I've had somebody tell me, um, um, I don't know, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to work because it hasn't for five years. I'm like, so you've been together for five years? They said, yes. I said, okay, then it worked. You're still together. Like, what do you think it is? It's, it's like, not. It's the curse. It's like, not you rainbows. get married, it's going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like if we get, but, but, it, but, it, but you know what happens? It does. Yeah. When you go into marriage with that perspective, it's almost of like it's being. Fall it's apart. almost like it's like those. The the mindset is being trapped. It's like you now. Now that I'm married, I'm backed into a corner, and I feel claustrophobic. I, I like, got. I got to get out. Like you can't just keep me here. It's like you've been there. You've been there the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Yeah. The reason why marriages fail, like I've heard uh, things about couples. Oh, they were together for 20 years. They got married and they divorced in one. Why? Because the reality of the of the tie that you've made with that person has come to fruition. Welcome to town hall. Welcome to your local church. <laughs> Welcome to your life. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> so, so when it becomes a reality, it becomes frightening. You know why? Because you've never confronted the reality for the length of time you've been in the relationship to begin with. That's not something that says, oh, marriage is bad because look what happens when you get married. You break up. No, it's you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with marriage. It has to do with your perspective on marriage and your, and your expectations of what you think marriage is supposed to be. The, the one thing I'm going to tell everybody about marriage that you think that is not true, is that it has anything to do with you. Your marriage is servitude, period. Now, there are blessings that come along with that. And sometimes fortitude. And sometimes fortitude. <laughs> and if you're lucky, a couple hours for Fortnite here and there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but like, listen, if you get married and you have an area where you have to pick up the slack for your spouse... Well, that's just part of what you committed to. You don't get to, to, to tell them, oh, look, I have to always do this and do that. and do. That's what you committed to. You better find a way gracefully to break it and to compromise because that's what splits people up. Yeah. You know, and that goes with any relationship, friendships, um, it, it work, uh, your colleagues at work. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, because, I mean, the, what the Bible teaches us as, as Christians in making a commitment is that um, we're supposed to be like honorable to our oaths, right? Yeah. And not only making a commitment, but we're we're supposed to lift everybody up higher than ourselves. We're, yeah, and that's supposed to be the goal, and it's yeah. very easy to get sidetracked from that. For example, everybody knows this one. You walk into the store in the morning, you go to get your coffee, you see someone, uh, you hold the door open for them, they don't say thank you, you're like, you're welcome. <laughs> well, why'd you hold the door open then? Yeah. If you were expecting that you were welcome, then you held the door open for the wrong reason, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah. most people don't. 
and in our relationships, we do the same thing. We we expect. I expect something in return. I, yeah, Rather, I do it too. Yeah. yeah, we all do it. Like I expect, like I, if I did this, like, well, look, look what I did. Like I, I did this, 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 and this. You can't even do that. I'm like, honey, I cooked last night. You couldn't wash my dirty drawers that I left on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what? There's something wrong here. No, it's got to be like, I didn't do it out of anything to expect anything back from it. Like I'm going to do it for that. You, you have know? to just yeah, do yeah, it. Just do because it because. But our meant mind, I do it all the time too. You you keep a you keep that list, and all of a sudden, like an argument comes or something happens, it's like, Whew, wait a minute, love holds no record yeah, of wait, wrongdoing. I did this. Remember that day when this happened? <laughs> wait, I got a picture of it. <laughs> Hold on, I actually recorded you saying, saying it, yeah. that you were going to pick me up Starbucks today. <laughs> right. Hold on, right? You know, yeah, yeah. That's I see. I do petty stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, we all I'm like, do. I'm like, you remember, yeah. you you did promise you were going to pick me up. Sorry. But if we make commitment to like do what we do here every Wednesday night, and that's look into the Word and look through a biblical lens at things, as we practice these things, we 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 get be- you know we get better at it. We do. You know, we get better Thankfully. at it. Yeah, and sometimes we'll fall short, but but in, in turn, as, as we work these things out, you know, as we do this together, we'll 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 get better at it. Yeah, and um, and that's one of our goals that we have here, and um, and it's funny because like we read these scriptures about it's God says you have to if if you have goals, you need to trust me that it's going to work out. So how do you trust God and it work out? Well, you said before, obedience is key. Mm. Um, but also along with obedience, you the only way you're gonna have obedience some of the time is through understanding a lot of the time it's going to have to be through not understanding but the other half of the time there has to be an understanding you you have to stay um tuned in to the heart of god you know and what that means is it's it's like what does god expect from us why does god expect it from us and and what is what does he mean um when he says things this way we were talking about translations before which was really good um there's multiple translations kind of like fuse the message together and give you a better understanding of it, which is why different mm. versions are actually really good. But like, yeah. but when you want to tune into the heart of God, you have to actually read the word. And I'm not just saying read the Bible like here and there. Like if you really want to have a better understanding of God, read it over and over. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you have to be a scholar, but you should get excited to dig into it sometimes and say, wow, like, you know what? I never looked at it that way or, or, or whatever. Like Sean and I were having a conversation before about the wrathful God. Yeah, there's a good book that I read and it would be good for some people too, because it's a simple book. It's a small book and it's, it's how to eat your Bible. Yum. Yeah. It's called how to eat your Bible. I'll, I'll, you know, uh, next week I'll actually, I believe that was part tradition. Like, like they would eat scripture back and like literally eat it (laughs) like you'll find like like they'll put a piece of scripture in a box and like tie it to themselves it's an a jewish tradition yeah and the book kind of like is basically basically it's a nourishment it's it's a way that just like you need energy to live you need food you need water by the bible is the same same principle you need it to to live and move get all the vitamins you know um and and one of those things he talks about in the book and and you know i'll look up in a second but he talks about how that the main thing you should do is just be in prayer for a desire to do that. Because a lot of times yeah. we don't have that desire to really eat 
the word of God. You yeah, know, we some, don't have the desire to do it. And be careful what you pray for, because sometimes that desire comes with desperation. desperation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're going to put yourself in. But but uh, there's like that There's that video going around social media, which I, th- I think is a pretty good video. It's like I, I asked um, God to, what, what was it, to to make me more loving. He gave me people to take care of. I asked God to make me more patient. He put me in difficult circumstances. You yeah, or on count. the LIE. Yeah, or the Long Island Expressway <laughs> at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. That'll do it. Yeah. But yeah, but that, but that's what you're going to get. You know, and it doesn't mean uh, that... Nate Pickowitz and Tim Challies is the authors. It's called How to Eat Your Bible by Nate uh, Nate Pickowitz. You can get Amazon, Walmart, all that. It, it's a really good book because it's short. You know, it's it's not. It's like if Gordon Ramsay was a Christian. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> it's actually a really really good book. I, I would I'm give it to you. Check, yeah, yeah you get, it's a really really good book, and it's all about studying and knowing God's word. But but it's also learning um, the necessity of it because we we tend to see it like a, a chore sometimes and say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'll read the Bible. You know, let me just do it as because I gotta. We work through it through, through the Bible in a year or whatever it is, but but to have the desire to actually do it because one thing that you spoke about is if we know what God's will is, our prayers are changed because we pray in yes. God's will, and then you know one of the scriptures that you know I was thinking of when you were just talking was there's two of them was um where is it where is it where is it Psalm thirty seven five commit your way to the Lord trust in Him and He will act. Right, uh, and then you know it's funny. I was just looking at that. Yeah, and then, and then Proverbs sixteen three, which says, "Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established." This guy just stole my line. Yeah, so so <laughs> by knowing His will and His word, when you commit your work to Him, your plans going to be established because you're working within God's will. Exactly, and can you do what He does? And think about this: Numbers uh, chapter thirty, verse two. If a hmm. man vows a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. That's... Yeah, what is, that, what is Jesus said? That a man, you ever uh, said, uh, I'm never going to drink again? Yeah. Yeah, no. And what does Jesus say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Oh, yeah. Right? And we were just talking about that before. Like, it's it should be important to, to us, just like that verse says, that, and you know, an oath to bind himself by pledge. Like, we don't look at it anymore. Back then, like, you watch the old movies, like, Knights, and their oath is their oath. Yeah. They will die with it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know? So, I swore to you I would wash, wash your, your car for yeah. the next 17 years, I will. And I will. Yeah. Some, that should mean something to us. Like, it when, should. When we, when we commit something that's why i think marriage does it doesn't have the same effect it's almost like we're callous to it because it's not the it's same vow anymore yeah you know the oath yeah it's like it wasn't i mean i don't want to say it wasn't always like that because at some point people i think have always turned away from no marriage. yeah i mean but i mean but I think as you get older, you're you see, and this is the misconception that you're supposed to get wiser as you get older. I've seen a bunch of elderly fools in my recent months. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but I, I, I say it to, to, um, to shine light on something that, that you could be older, you could be advanced in years 
and still just not get it. You'd be older. And carry bitterness and Stronger. carry resentment. Older, <laughs> fragile, <laughs> brittle. You know, and um, and still carry these things that aren't good for you. Yeah. But you don't know how to let them go because you've been carrying them for so long. It's like the Exodus. Yeah. You know? It's like, I just go back to Egypt, man. Yeah. Just, you know, like... Why? At least we got At food At least we had there. food over there. Yeah. Right. Man, I got whipped every day, but... Psh. Yeah. At least I knew... You know, that was almost like the comfort of knowing what tomorrow would bring. I might get whipped, but I'm going to have food. Yeah, it's like... Like going out after Chris, you don't know what that is going to bring. It's like a step-by-step, step, and then you, you get come to a realization, and then it's another step, and then you come to a realization. It's like the unknowing, but then you know. Yeah, and it, but at least you know something. something. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like Now, mind you, they were being supernaturally fed, right? That wasn't miraculous enough for them. They're like, yeah, it's cool. It's just, you know, it's supernatural and stuff. It's really, it's amazing, but you got no peanut butter or anything? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like... Like, yeah. and, and you know what? That's any of us. Yeah. That's any of us. Like, you know, we, we say these things about them. We say these things about Well, that's the what we were talking about. Like, we, we tend to, here in America, are so blessed. This is such a great country that we, we tend to forget what it means to suffer and, and to, be, to be in need of, of certain things, you know? Yeah, well, and, and that's the whole point. Like, like if, you didn't, if you weren't allowed to have coffee for six months... You could get it black with no sugar. You would not care. That first cup of coffee. I remember when I was great. in the hospital um, with a stomach thing uh, like five or six years ago. It was just diarrhea. No, they, yeah, they didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but I was in the hospital. And, and they, they wouldn't allow me to eat or drink anything for like three days. They would just do oh, it. Was, no. it, it was an IV. They thought I had like blockage, so they were like, "Oh, you got to pass it." So whatever it is. But so you didn't eat anything for three days. For, it was like three days. It, oh. it was IV. And they had a tube going through my nose into my mouth, so I couldn't even drink anything. Uh. So all they gave me was this little ball with this fur on it with water, and I could just touch my lips with it to keep it moist, right? Thanks. This was three days, right? On the fourth day, they were like, okay, we're going to see you know, if you can hold something down or whatever. And I could. It wasn't even that I couldn't. They were just like trying. They were just being safe. safe. And they gave me chicken broth and beef and those little cups of just broth yeah it was the best broth i've ever had in my life (laughs) bring me more (laughs) i was drinking i was like this is so good can you bring me (laughs) (laughs) but when you don't have and then all of a sudden it's the little thing that you do get man i kill for a cracker right now For a cracker right and the now. funny part is they wanted me like yeah. pass, they wanted me to pass gas. They were like, if you don't pass gas, then you can't eat anything. And I was just like, no, I was like hitting the button, nurse. I did I it. I did it. You know, bring and, me a cracker. And, and that's, no, no, that's when they brought me the broth. They finally brought me broth, and I and I drank it. And I was just like, man. It, but it to me, it was like when you don't have for a certain length of time the stuff that you're yeah. used to, you come to realize. How how even the littlest thing it was so important. <laughs> I got all these. St- <laughs> I know you do. I got all these stupid I know you jokes do. in my head right now. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta, I'm but gonna it, change my name to David Lee Broth after. David, <laughs> bro, it was so hard because you had to like, I had to wet my lips with this fuzzy thing. It was the worst. It, it was the uh, that, those it's three made days. It's from tough. the hair of a llama dipped in olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 really taught me though to to. 
be thankful for even the little things because that broth even now yeah. like i'll have i'll have a broth the cup of tomato soup and a cup of broth or whatever it's just so good and i it brings me back to going yeah i it, that meant a lot to me at that moment when i went away to the program they had a rule it was like a little i think like an 8 ounce coffee cup or something like that it's like it's the rule you get one now i had come come off of addiction right so like the little things were like really like big to me yeah and they were just like i don't care yeah you get this that's it so every morning i would wake up Get that coffee, man. Oh man. I cannot wait to get my hands around. And, and you're I was just like, oh man. Little sip. And then I started working in the kitchen. They're like, listen, if you if you need one, I was like, I felt like, what did I do? <laughs> like, you know, but but yeah, like when, so think about think about it in that respect. Like yeah. when you uh when you commit to someone, right, and they do something nice for you, remember. They don't have to do something nice for you. You don't have to have any of these comforts that the person applies in your life. They do it because they care. They do it because they love you or should at least. Yeah. You know, and these things that we get, um, these comforts that we have in the country, the freedom to practice our faith without persecution, um, the luxuries that we have as far as like I'm hungry. Food. Yeah. I could just go in my fridge and eat. Some people don't have that luxury. Like I know. Or worship. Yeah. You can't even worship in, in some countries. I mean, you know, it, it would have. Oh no, persecuted. you can't. Yeah. You yeah. go to jail in like yeah. China. Forget it. They don't, they have underground churches over there. right? Yeah. Now. I seen a video this week at church. Um, well, actually it was last week, but they were showing Nigeria and how like they're getting slaughtered. You know, uh, Yo, but in, they're, in they're fearless. But they're fearless. They're out worshiping in the middle of the day, yeah. praising Jesus. And it's just like, it's amazing. And they're not afraid. They're just, yeah. let me tell you, man, we can learn a lot. From we can learn countries. a lot. Yeah. We should take a look at actually I, I some was, of the martyrs. I was, looking at some of, yeah. I was looking at some of those videos lately, man. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like these people, like, like they get it, you know? So don't take for granted, um, the commitments in your life and don't don't take for granted uh the things that you get that you shouldn't necessarily have all the time like these are luxuries most of the things that we have like um sean and i were talking before um i know what it's like to be hungry i don't know what it's like to be to i mean i know what it's like to actually starve but do i know it like other people may know it there's children that go for weeks without eating anything yeah you know, lucky if they get water. Do I really know it? No, I don't no. think I know it as well as I think I do. And I think I should be really grateful that I don't know that. So if you have uh, the people with you that you love and you care for, um, and they're around you, spend spend some time with them. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, make a commitment to God first. Make, make that yeah. commitment that um, you're going to grow in that relationship because, you know, um, it definitely, for me, like once I started living that way where it was, you know, God and then everything else, every, well, everything else started not, it's not like, boof, it happens, but you can, you can see the, the, the way that you're, I'm heading is in a direction of, of, uh, you know, growth rather than feeling like, you know what, things are never going to change. Yeah. Committing to God, uh, will help all of your other commitments, work out. I mean, is it going to happen overnight? No. no, everybody, everything is different for everybody, but
but little by little, like committing to what he says and, and obeying it. And I'm not just saying obeying it without seeing the, the benefits of it. You will see the benefits of it. But but really take it into consideration because your commitments are everything. And although you're going to fail. Yeah, and don't look for it like as if you wanted to get benefits from it because yeah. a lot of the times you get, you'll get you get disappointed well, because yeah. it doesn't happen. And a lot of times God's saying, you know what, you're again doing it for your own benefit. Well, that's the thing. The benefits that you look for are not necessarily the benefits it's in that others. you need. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in others. Like the things that you think that you want are not necessarily what you need all the time. So if I say, Oh God, please bless me. Money would really help me out if I had this and I could help a lot of people. Well, what if I get that money and I decide to spend it on fast cars and drive myself off a cliff? It doesn't do anybody justice just because you want something doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Sometimes like, like I have no problem saying like, you know, like bless, you know, people's finances in their house. Like may they increase because some people need that just to cover their basic stuff. Like, like, please, like, let them have that at least. Like, that would be good, you yeah. know? But on the times, other times, I don't even want to pray for people's finances. No. It might do more destruction than anything. Yeah. You know? And, and it's really difficult sometimes. Why do my shoulders look so hung up? I'm looking at it right now, man. Relax. I'm so, feel so, so tense. tense. Well, I had, like, I have very manly shoulders. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean... Interesting. So commit. so commit to for crying out loud. Commit. Do something. Do something. Please. You know what you can do? You can tune in next week where we're going to talk about something that Sean brought up today that I can't remember. Regret. Regret. That's what it is. Yeah, regret. And don't forget to repent. Repent. And thou shalt. Yes. Confess sin. your confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you. For your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Absolutely. Yes. So tune in next week <laughs> to find out about repentance and regret. regret. Yeah, what is it? What does it look like as worldly regret or godly regret? We could do a whole bunch of reads. We could do a revival, recognition. The triple R's. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Alright, guys.